0: We're happy and we're singing and we're colored Give me
1: a high five brothers,
0: brothers, What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the I. Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill?
1: What's good, man? What it do?
0: Hey, man, got it. Hey, y'all know this is a special announcement, Chill. I got something to tell them. Talk to them. This is the final episode of season three, people.
1: Yes, this sir. This is the
0: final episode of season three of the Eyeball Podcast, man. We went through... We. Could, hey, listen, we gave y'all a couple bonus episodes, not meaning the actual bonus episodes that we dropped in the season, but we actually gave y'all two bonus episodes within this season we're supposed to cut it off at 20 but now we're on episode 22 we're gonna cut it off right here at 22 and coming up listen uh we will be off next week now listen calm down hold your horses we will have an episode for you all right it will be an episode for you but it's gonna be a rundown and kind of a best of type of thing all right while we get ready and prepare for season four and coming up the week after that season four on youtube the eyeball radio youtube page go subscribe right now so when it drops you will already be getting the notifications hit the notification bell so when the first episode of season four drops on our eyeball radio youtube page you will get your first one to know
1: yes sir you'll be the
0: first one to know still yes. gonna drop it 12 sir. noon still gonna drop it 12 noon we're gonna be ready to go man so like i say, this is the last episode of season three man so we're gonna have some fun in this episode we're gonna kind of recap some of the things we talked about throughout season three which was a hot 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 season of the Eyeball Podcast, man. So, we're going to run through a little bit of that. And then we're going to also give y'all some jewels on what to look forward to coming up in Season 4. Okay. But other than that, but other than that, Chill will. Um, it's the NCAA Tournament, bro. Man, there's
1: a lot of basketball
0: being played, boy. Hey, listen, it, and, and it mirrors all uh, the high school. Tears and cheers. Hey, man, because it's over the first round of the first weekend of the uh NCAA Tournament. It was a lot of that, chill. Yeah, it was a lot of tears and cheers, and it has been some major upsets, and it's been some major disappointments yes. going throughout this tournament, yes. man. And uh, shout out to what's they name, Saint Saint Peter's, Peter's. Saint
1: Peter's, From Jersey City, New Jersey.
0: My goodness, man, Saint Peter's, what have you got going on?
1: Hey, man, that's the great thing about the NCAA tournament—you always have that Cinderella story,
0: right? Right. You always gonna have somebody yeah. who 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 pops up and and goes through it, and you like who? Hey. Coach Holloway is about to get paid. Listen, this morning, <laughs> this morning, right? Yeah, this is how crazy this game of coaching goes. And I'm i I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veer off a little bit. Okay. Shaheen Holloway was on Kate, uh, Key J, and Z. Now Key and Max this morning. Okay, on ESPN Radio. And he was doing it with Jay Will. They both from New Jersey. They Indeed. knew each other from back in the day. Yeah. So they're having a conversation, right? It's not, you know, I'm not a Jay Will fan, but yeah, yeah. he's interviewing him. And he says to him, the coach at Seton Hall just left. Mm. She, are you interested in that job? He was like, w-? he's like, he did what? She didn't even know that the coach had left. So he's breaking the news to him, knowing that he don't know this. He's breaking the news to him to ask him if he's in, if interested in that job. So he was like, you know, he gave coach speak. You know, man, we concentrating on what we got ahead of us. It's Sweet 16 right here. He was like, will Will's going to come back and rephrase the question, asking the same damn question. So Shaheen went ahead and said it. Yeah, man, I, I would be delighted to get that job. I like Shaheen, man. But listen, how does that kill St. Peter's in recruiting?
1: Oh, it kills him. Kills them in recruiting. It, it, it kills them, and 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 listen. I don't even appreciate Jay Will bringing it up right now, man. We talk about that later. Listen, right. Saint Peter's is trying to win a national championship. Oh, come on, man. Because even if he goes to Saint Saint Seton Hall, right, they're going to try to win a national championship. And dream seasons don't come about often
0: especially for a 15 seed with i think i think they got 2500 people enrollment their whole student body is like 2500 people and they need to be tapped
1: in all the way across the board Come on, so man. so so you know but that's the be J-will that's be better. the j wheel. yeah
0: be better man you got to be better than that like and i understand listen you got to ask the question but after he answers the question whether it's to your liking or not let it go man yeah let it go yeah. you? but but that's trying to be a shock jock but like i say i veered off (laughs) i digress man yes sir but yeah man we're gonna talk a little bit of ncaa tournament man uh we're gonna jump deep into that a little bit man pull up your brackets y'all because y'all gonna roll through this with us also man we're gonna talk a little bit of recruiting man and all of this is going to uh tie into The tournament, right? The NCAA tournament is our, like, umbrella for this episode. And all this other stuff that we're going to talk about is going to be little sections up under that, right? little filing cabinets. So we're going to talk a little bit of recruiting. And, Chill, I want you to put this on your brain before we get to it. It's a lot of older teams out there. Man. If you look at the teams that are advancing in the tournament, these are damn grown men
1: playing the sport. And, man, that's what's going on in college basketball right now. Like... Uh, and we talked about this briefly. College basketball is getting older, much older, and professional basketball is getting younger, much younger. So, <laughs> that makes but sense. but but a lot of these programs you've seen, if you're if you're looking at the jargon that's going on with these coaches after they're losing in these India in these tournaments, they are all but saying, "I can't wait until the recruiting period. I'm going straight." To the transfer portal
0: yep and speaking of the transfer portal man that's a, something else we're going to talk about man and like you say we it, it, and and kind of a topic is going to be 22 verse 18 yeah like it's 22 year olds versus 18 year olds and we see it on a daily basis Woo. like y'all say because we be in the gym y'all and we see and we're working out with some 22 year olds Woo. and we're working out with some 18 year olds and they're working out together it's a difference and, and i chill called me in the gym the other night <laughs> had to real quick he called me in the gym the other night and it was like yo i need you to come in here and see something right yes and i I don't want you to come in here as the as who you are. I want you to come in here like you don't know anybody. You coming in here to evaluate, right? Your college coach, yeah. Not even a college coach. Yeah. Just coming in here to evaluate these guys, right? Right. You coming in to evaluate? Tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. And it was not. It was. It's not even a thought process, right? Like I hate what's going on. However, I understand. Yes, sir. I don't like it per se. But I understand right. that we're I mean, going to get into I'm not even going to jump. We, we got to be patient. Yeah, be patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, And then last but not least, I'm going to save it. I'm not even going to tell y'all what it is because I'm going to pop that up on y'all because it is a topic that might take just a couple of minutes. All right. So we're going to leave that right there, man. But we're going to jump right into uh the last episode, the final episode of season three of the Eyeball Podcast, man. And chill, Will, I do want to talk about this. Uh, Since we're on the topic of the tournament and that's what we're talking today how about this if you look throughout the ncaa tournament of what we saw throughout the first weekend oh let me ask i'm gonna ask it a different way let me ask you this what are your thoughts on what we saw the first weekend of the ncaa tournament pertaining to the talent and the teams that you saw meaning Did you see a high-level play of basketball, or was it just mediocre?
1: From the games that we saw already? Yeah, from the games that's been played. I saw high-level basketball. Mm -hmm. I saw very high-level basketball, and with some teams, like you say, just with them being older, you could see it. The competition was there. The competitive edge was there. And – Man, you just saw guys trying to make the adjustment to really understand what it is to be playing at that level. Because I look at some of the teams that really touched the tournament last year and made some runs. And listen, some people lost early. But some of those teams like Arkansas, uh, Arizona, Mm -hmm. um, uh, who else am I talking about? Uh, It was a team I was talking about. Was it Houston? Houston. Mm Houston. Man, when you look at those teams that are NCAA battle-tested, mm-hmm. man, they look a lot different in this tournament right now playing against some of these teams. And when these teams get up or maybe make a run, you don't see any panic. You don't sense any panic. These guys understand that we're just going to kind of walk this game back down and put ourselves in a situation to win basketball. But I think, I think with uh, college basketball getting older, it's definitely getting
0: better. Yeah, like I say, I'm going to tell you about this one game I watched. And I will tell you, I think this game was the highest level played game throughout the tournament, throughout so far throughout the tournament. Which game was this? UNC versus Baylor. Okay, that North Carolina Baylor game was. If you were faint of heart, or if you weren't, I'm going a grown ass man, you couldn't play in that game. Okay. When I say the physicality of that game, the the dynamics of that game is UNC was up twenty five points. Okay. 25 points against the defending national cha- No well did Baylor win it last year or the year before last? year before last. Like, no, they won it last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah because yeah, Gonzaga yeah, won it the year before that. Yeah. Baylor is the defending national champion. Number one seed. They're playing against a North Carolina squad who is fire hot right now. They ended the season, I think, on a five- or a seven-game win streak. They beat – after they lost to Duke by like 20-plus, yep, yep. they came back and they actually beat Duke and Coach K's last game. Right. And They went through the NCAA. They lost in the ACC tournament. However, they were playing very well. Yeah. And they have been hot. And they showed early, man, that they were ready to play. But in this game against Baylor, they went up twenty-five points, right? Yeah. And in a twenty-five point lead, you know how this game is. Basketball is what? Game of runs. A game of runs. Baylor, being a, a championship pedigree, start chipping away at that thing. They start chipping away, so they're coming back. They're getting back in the game. They're getting back in the game before you know it. They push it to overtime. Mm. They push the game to overtime. Now in overtime. Uh. UNC had lost one of their better players who had, I think, uh, I can't remember his name. He had like 25 when he – and he got ejected for a high elbow. Okay. He gets ejected. That's when Baylor goes on their run to start chipping – because when he gets ejected, they were up 25. They start chipping away. And throughout the game, you see it picking up. And Baylor is pressuring the ball full court Every it it kind of to relate it to what we talk about a lot to relate it to high school basketball it reminds you of a Mountain Brook or Coleman on how they pressure you the entire time you're on the basketball court okay and they were just bringing pressure and they were handsy and the referees were really letting them play and North Carolina point guard went out fouled out so they didn't they had a lack of ball handling right and uh, Scott Drew at Baylor sensed it and he went at them and they chipped it away and got that game to overtime however. North Carolina in the end was still able to win that game. 80, 93 to 86 in overtime because they were able to persevere. So, my thing is saying is. If you go watch the physicality of that game, the banging, the bumping, the touching, the grabbing, the the kahunas you got to play with to not be nervous in those situations, to have ill-advised turnovers, to have unforced turnovers, missing free throws, missing open layups just because your body is nervous. So I want all of my high school guys out there that are willing to be recruited and want to be recruited. I'm telling you, if you're not watching the NCAA tournament and seeing how this game on the college level is played, how in the hell do you think you can play Because I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of y'all this season and you cannot play in that game. Man,
1: listen, a lot of a lot of players are not ready for that level.
0: You're not ready for that level. And
1: that is exactly why the transfer reporter and some of these older guys are really being recruited. Because you gotta understand I got a guy that's played three to four years at a major college, and I can go get him for one year to help me make a run if I got a team. I gotta go get that kid. Right. Because he's going to add some value to my basketball team, and especially at that point guard position. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's something that we really talk about a lot. Because when you look at college basketball, it's not a lot of guards out there that are really, let me just break you down when you're in front of me. It's a few. It's not a lot of small space guys out there. It's, it's not. It's not. And you got to understand, you got to be able to make plays. you got to be able to make shots. And the biggest thing that you said that we see on a daily basis when we're in the gym the physicality of the game. Mm. That's why, listen, I'm going I'm to I'm be honest. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Our young fellow Greedy Williams will be here April 1st. Right. I cannot wait to see him in the gym – one year removed, doing the work that he's done, still hadn't touched the college floor, to come in the gym with the four-year college guys that we got to see what that looks like. Mm.
0: I can't wait to see Mm, Yeah, That's going to be big. Because like you say, we're seeing those four-year guys right now and we have them in the gym with some guys that are up-and-coming high school seniors. Seniors. And I'm going to tell you like this. uh, Back to what I spoke about earlier when you asked me to come in the gym that night to take a look at it and I go in there and I look and you ask me, what do I think? And I'm taking that Fourth-year guy that's, well, three, he's played three years of college basketball. He's been out four years, and he's looking for a spot to go to. Yes. And listen, this is an NAIA kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. This kid played on the NAIA level and is looking to go higher, D2, D1, whatever he can do. Yeah. He's trying to go up in level. L- and listen, listen to what he just said, people, wherever. Wherever. He don't care. You're right. He don't care. But listen, he's an NAIA guy. Yeah. And we're in the gym with some high school guys who want to be potential Juco D2, D3 guys. Right. Like, do y'all hear what I'm saying? This is a kid that is NAI, and he is putting the business to high school guys in the gym every single day. So if I'm a recruiter, evaluator, and I walk in the gym and I see two guys going at it in a workout, and I'm recruiting both, they play the same position, and I look at the body. Woo! I look at the I understanding. Say, I look at the weight, the, the the effort that he puts in during his workouts. The understanding of what he does during his workouts. We're in individual workouts, right? And you were doing a drill where you had them closing out on each other, and it was a one. It was two little subtle things that separated the high school kid, the high school rising senior, to a three year guy. Four-year guy looking to make a move, and they're both going for the same scholarships. Right. Like, literally, they're going for the same scholarships. And the biggest difference was every time this kid closed out, he was in the gym by himself, and he was talking. Yes. He had no teammates to talk to and he was talking. Right. Every single time he closed out, it was blah, 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 blah. He jumped, help, help. He is talking to nobody. Tell He's, him how he played with his hands. That was my next thing. That's number two. Right. The number two thing is every time he closed out, he touched you. Yeah. He touched you every single time. If it was just a subtle, I'm gonna hit that hip, get back, get my space, right. and I'm gonna keep my hand. He had active hands the entire time. Right. Active hands and he consistently talked. I even I'm not even conducting the workout. I right. was watching you conduct the workout. Right. And I stopped it. Right. I had to because it was driving me crazy that the two high school kids in the gym were quiet and they did not want to touch. Exactly. So what you just said, Chill, is the physicality that was played in that Baylor-North yes. Carolina game, if you think you can play this game without being physical and without touching and being quiet, you will not play this game.
1: Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's just a different level. So guys got to really get in the gym. And, man, uh, you know, just kind of piggybacking off the AAU basketball that you pay, man, you got to find level. And we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. If you If you listen to our past episodes, we talk about level a lot. So that's the biggest thing that some of you guys really need to try to find and chase and even when you're working out. Right. One, th- one, one thing I want to talk about when you're in there working out, guys, just make sure you're not in there doing dribble moves. <laughs> make sure you're, you're getting some understanding. If you, if you listen to what Coach just said, We're in there working on defense.
0: Right. We're in the gym working on defense. We're
1: trying to understand how we're going to be able to help. How is this guy going to be able to get on the floor? Because, listen, a lot of you guys that get ready, get an opportunity to go to the next level and play, you're not even going to be able to shoot the ball. You ain't going to have the
0: ball in your hand.
1: So, listen, don't just go in there working on dribble
0: moves if you expect to play on the next level. And, listen, like Coach just said, you're not going to have the ball. When you go to a college campus nine times out of ten, listen, bro, J.D. Davison was a top ten player in the country, of mm. a, a projected lottery pick, and he went to college and he didn't get the damn ball. Came off the bench. He didn't get the damn ball this year. So if you think you're going to a school and they're going to hand you the keys to the car, you're a damn fool. Man, listen, it's, it's competitive out there right now. It's so competitive, it's competitive out there man. right now, and you got to understand that to be on that level, you need to be watching this. Like yes. I want to, I, I, I want to talk to some of these guys that are level kids right and see how much of the tournament they watched i want to know which game they watched, and when you tell me which game i want to know tell me the outcome of that game what are some things that and i guarantee you half of them can't say it because they didn't watch how do you expect to play on a level like that gun I, i'm gonna I'm stay up that unc baylor game if you did not watch that basketball game and you think you can play college basketball i don't know how you figure you can do it because you got to see level to no level right and, like you said about the AAU thing, you got to choose your level. If you're a guy who wants to play college basketball, you can't be on no damn mom and pop. Man, it's just going to be tough. You can't be on a mom and pop. You got to go get on a team, even if you got to put some extra skin in the game to get out there and get yourself noticed. Yeah, man. You got to do it because you can't go playing this low-level basketball thinking somebody's going to pick you up to play higher-level basketball. I just told you it's an NAIA kid that is willing to go anywhere. This kid has played three years of college basketball, and he's looking to go anywhere.
1: And he understands at any moment this can be over.
0: At any moment. It can be over. The high school kid doesn't understand that yet. He doesn't understand that because what do you do in high school? Oh, you're a freshman. I know I'm coming back next year. Oh, you're a sophomore. I know I'm coming back next year. Oh, you're a junior. And now you've been playing three or four years, so you're comfortable. Oh, I know I'm coming back next year. And then that senior year hit your ass. But it's the preparation, man. Like you talked about it, man. It's the
1: preparation just through the work. It's the preparation through the work. that, and, And, you know, we did it the first night, and I called you. I was like, bro. I'm sitting here looking, and I understand why college coaches are going in that direction. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it. And when you walked in the gym, like I said, this kid that's coming out of this NAI, his body is hard. Rock. And developed. Rock. And then you got the high school senior. And listen, we're not saying the high school senior can't play. Oh, no. He can play. He can play. But that's what why he's in the gym with us. Exactly. But what I'm saying is. There is a difference between a 23-year-old and an
0: 18-year-old. And it's the work, man. Yeah, Like, man. if you just watch, we had to stop. You had to stop at several times and explain, hey, man, this is how you got to work. Do you hear every time this kid close out, he in the gym by himself, you hear him talking, and you hear his shoes squeaking? Yes, his shoes are squeaking, and he's talking. His hands are high, and as soon as he gets close enough to you, and what's my rule? I tell all our players we work with, if you have not closed him out unless you can do what? Touch. If you can't touch him, you haven't closed him out. It's hand down, man down. Right. So you got to put your hand in that bread basket and be physical. We're not telling you to hand check or put two hands on, but you got to be physical. You can use your hands on defense.
1: I'm going I'm to I'm ask that question when we get in the gym this week. Who watched the Baylor game? And if Mm -hmm. the young guys did not watch the game, you don't understand because it's no way you're going to play at that level. It's no way. But
0: everybody wants to play at that level. Right. It's no way you're playing. Like, you're in the gym with me right now, and I'm watching you go through it, and I'm watching your effort. I'm watching your understanding. I'm watching your your motor. You can't play in that game. Yeah, man. Yeah. I haven't... Yeah. I'm keeping it 1,000. Yeah. Most of the guys that I have seen this season, y'all couldn't play in that
1: game. yeah. Yeah. And
0: y'all are... Thinking you're D1 guys.
1: Yeah. And listen, listen, we're talking about the physicality, but listen, understanding of the game. Right. Like I'm telling you guys, man, listen. And, and, and for some of you guys that are in the gym that are with your trainer and you're doing one-on-ones, hey, listen, that's great. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all better get in there with, with, with six to eight people. At the, boy, that was my next point. Y'all better get in there with six to eight people and start understanding how to play this game on both sides of the basketball. Yeah, it's
0: just too much offense going on right you now. You can't be – listen, you're not working if you're in the gym by yourself. Yeah, man. If you're in the gym talking about you doing individual training, you're getting individually worse. <laughs> just keeping it 1,000. You're getting individually worse if you're in the gym by yourself. I didn't expect that one. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're not competing, you have to compete. You have to, like, a a kid that's in high school has to be in a gym with a kid that's in college. Got to be. Because you need to learn how to work. You need to see his work ethic. And like I say, I'm going to stress this again. He's a freaking NAIA kid. Yeah. And I'm talking about kids that I know that have signed D1 D1 scholarships this season that will be on a D1 campus next year who cannot hold his kid jockstrap.
1: But you got to understand, when that NAIA kid is presented with that opportunity to play at another level, he's
0: going even harder. Oh, he's going to go so hard. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to go so hard. So man, listen, bro. Woo, y'all yep. better get ready. You better get ready. And we went deep into somewhere where I ain't even want to go. But hey, we it's, don't, necessary. Hey, we keep it's on here. necessary. We gotta keep it real. It's necessary. We gotta keep it real on here. And uh, jump back. Just jump right back into the tournament. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a team that I'm most surprised with so far in the tournament. Chill. Who is that? And I'm happy for this team the Michigan Wolverines. I knew you were about to say that. I'm happy for the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, man. For what they went through at the end of the season with coach Jawan Howard taking up for his team the way he did, which I have an issue with what he did, yeah. but I don't have an issue on him doing it.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. did I
0: say that right? I have an issue with him. Okay, no, nah, I said that wrong. I don't have an issue with what he did. I have an issue with how he did it. Okay. You know, you don't you can't you can't put your hands on nobody. Yeah, especially in that situation with your players around on the court with all cameras and off. But I, like,
1: I think he did that because God put his hands on him, though.
0: Well, but he, don't he, he don't be reactive is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. You got you, you to gotta, gotta be cool. Listen, in that position that you were in, you got to be the bigger person. Got you. Got to got be the bigger person. Now, I don't have a problem with what you did. I'm, right. Because I think what you did was justified. OK, right. Okay, But I don't you can't do that. I got you. So. But I am so happy for this basketball team because of that of what they endured with that that controversy in the season. But, bro, for them to come out and to be an 11 seed mm-hmm. and we know they probably are better than an 11. Of seed, course, you know, uh, with the little fall off that they had, they probably got a lower seed than probably what they deserve. However, to go in and beat a Colorado State team that was hot. OK, OK, to go in and beat a Tennessee team that was smoking hot. Tennessee won the SEC championship. Right, they won the tournament championship. Came into the tournament as a three seed. I mean, they were blazing hot. They beat Longwood by forty. Yeah, right. Yeah. So in, in in the first in the first game, so I'm I'm telling you, from Michigan to get over and that game was played in an extremely high level. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy Chandler played very well. You called me on the phone. It's like. Kennedy Chandler is playing the best I've seen him play all season.
1: He looks the more he look he looked the more ready of the two guards between J D. Davidson and Kennedy Chandler in that basketball game, particularly. Right.
0: So, would you call me and say, "Hey, I like what I'm seeing from Kennedy Chandler," and he showed his ability to score. Right. I just don't know what position he is. He's not a point guard. Yeah. Like, and he's not as dynamic as an Allen Iverson because with his body structure and what he does, that's kind of he's a six foot. Off guard. Okay. He's a six foot shooting because he's he and he's not comp- very
1: explosive.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So Allen Iverson had long arms, yeah. was stupid athletic, yeah. and Kennedy Chandler is athletic. Listen, he yeah. gets off the floor. Yeah. True. True. He, he in the, in the game we're talking about against Michigan, he did a little, went down the lane, little in and out, went down the lane, two hand, boom. Right. On on everybody. Right. So he has athleticism. So I kind of put him in that Allen Iverson mold of a player. Right. However, I don't know if he is as dynamic as an Iverson. So so when he gets to the next level. Do I see him being able to be that six-foot scoring guard in the league that can come in and give you twenty? I don't know if I see that, and it's basically based off his stature. Right, he's 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 slight, like he's short. Right, he's up six feet at best. They might somebody have him? He ain't no damn six-two. We played against him. He ain't that tall. I've seen him in person. I stood up against him. He's about six feet. We even went and ate with the team afterwards. We went and ate with them and got the chance to talk. This one, he had Duke and Kentucky and all those teams on his list, and that's what he was talking about. He ain't that tall. He's not. So my thing is, I'm just concerned about what position he's going to play. But however, in that Michigan-Tennessee game, that game was played at such a high level. And those guys outside of Kennedy Chandler – he was the only real NBA prospect. And I'm going to tell you who i struggled in that game. And he's a freshman. And that's Ziegler. Yeah. He struggled in that game because he's small. He's small. Yeah, it's super lightning blazing quick, but little. Let me tell you what I've seen a lot through this tournament, B. What's that? I've seen a lot of small cards. Yeah. I have seen a lot of 5'9", 5'8", 5'10", 5'11", guards that's who's, running the, that's who's running the
1: show. And guess what those teams are doing? Losing. Losing.
0: That's what happened to Auburn. What if I've been saying all year about Auburn? That's what happened to Auburn. Why did I, listen, I hope y'all go listen to uh, Open Court with Derek Williams every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. on 90.7 WVAS, WVASFM.com. Plug, plug, plug. Go listen to it because I say on that show all the damn time that Auburn's struggles will come to bite them because of what? They have inadequate point guard play. Yes. Wendell Green Jr. is not a point guard. Wendell Green Jr. is in the same mode of a Kennedy Chandler, but he ain't as good as Kennedy Chandler.
1: But see, this is the thing. Man, this, this is the thing that's going on with college basketball and why you see so many 5'8", 5'9", you see this. Because scoring has become what people want. A premium. A premium. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand, man, the way this basketball game is going, you got to have good guard play that's going to take care of that basketball and get you, things, get you in places that you need to get. Because if you're looking at the teams that are winning mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. they have good guard play that can set it up. And if it's not one particular guard, it's the system. Right. The system allows them to get into a situation where they can move the basketball and get the shots and get the plays that they want. But you got to have a strong point guard play if you're going to run a one-guard IK
0: system. Man, listen. I just told you all about the North carolina Baylor game. Like, North Carolina almost choked that game away because of their lack of point guard play. The kid that they had at point guard, he had 30. And, like, he's... An off guard. He's a combo. He's not a point guard. So they struggled with ball handling. That's what happened to Alabama when Quinterly went out. Struggled with ball handling. It just, it
1: just. The guard play is very, very, very important. But man,
0: and and the thing about J D. Davidson, he had went all season not looking to score, right. and it pops up in the tournament game. Hey, we need you to score, right? It, it, but
1: they allowed him to play that role.
0: It's, it's Nate Oates' fault. Yeah, they
1: allowed him to play the role of come off the bench, let's go slowly, don't really score, don't be dynamic. And now you put yourself in a position where you need to be dynamic. And I I think off the bell, JD Davidson was one of the more dynamic players to ever play this game coming into the college. And I just think, I feel like Alabama put a seatbelt on.
0: Oh, not anybody. ain't no question. Yeah, ain't a question. Yeah. They seatbelted him to yeah. death. But let's, um, before we get off this NCAA challenge stuff, I mean, NCAA tournament talk, uh, I do want to talk about. Alabama a little bit. Uh, as we all know, they lost in the first round of the tournament. And like I say, another plug for open court with Derrick Williams. Um, I called it. I said between Workers and Notre Dame, which was a play-in game, I said whoever won that game, whether it be Rutgers or Notre Dame, and I picked Notre Dame, Notre Dame ended up winning the game against Rutgers and going on to play Alabama. I picked whoever won that game between Workers and Notre Dame was going to beat Alabama. Okay. You can, I can go pull the why, show why, up. Why for. did you say they were going to beat Alabama? Because the way Alabama was playing, Alabama was in a slide, and here's the reason why. I didn't know this prior, but I found this out post, and this is why they struggled. They struggled, B. And this was a tweet put out by I don't even know who it is. Austin Hannon. Hey, go look it up now. Austin Hannon on Twitter. His his Twitter handle is at Austin underscore Hannon one. H a n n o n one. And he put out a tweet. On the 18th And it says Last night Alabama And this is a direct quote Last night Alabama Was offered an Optional extra shoot around Javon Quinterly Was the only person To show up That's right There is only One thing to know Why this team Underachieved Leave it at that Wow Right Then come back From Mike Roddick He a a blue checker So he he verified Okay At Mike Roddick M-I-K-E-R-O-D-A-K On Twitter, direct quote, I asked Oates for more context about Quinterly being the only player at last night's shoot-around. Quote, we had one thing, we had one this morning, we had three guys come this morning. He was the one last night, end quote. So in two optional shoot-arounds. Optional. Optional. Meaning not mandatory. Not mandatory. You can come in and get shots. Yeah. You had four people in two days show up. Man. Four. In two days show up that's not a team that's bought in that's not a t- that's that that is a team that has been lost by the coach, yeah, yeah, they had tuned him out. they were no longer listening to him right they were no longer listening to the staff at Alabama right that team was ready to get the hell out of the door, yeah, I believe it and i, I I'm not on the inside of that, so I can't say who it was or how it went okay but for Javon Quinterly be the only one to show up the night before, and he's a senior looking for an opportunity, and then he goes—he's the only one that shows up. Right. That shows leadership, right? But who are you leading if nobody shows up? Man, nobody—not even nobody—not even your brother. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so
1: that—that that lets you know it was a problem.
0: And everybody can—and—and—and and, and you know, the, the coaches are gonna. I, I've heard all type of. I've been following this since it came out, and. You've, I've heard NATO's come up with a quote like, "Well, you know, um, right? He, it, it was, it was. Well, you know, it was optional. So we kind of, we kind of wanted to stagger guys so they can get off their legs, so they would have fresh legs, they wouldn't be out burning themselves. But then you just pulled up a quote, B. Yeah,
1: uh, and it says what? Maturity, experience were issues for Alabama. But still, a successful season. And who said that? That's that's Nate Oates. That's a direct quote. That's from Nate a direct Oates. direct quote from Nate Oates. And and listen, listen, another direct quote from him. Um, that it's just hard to win games with young guys. We're going to go into the transfer portal because they had several thousand point scores and we had one. So everybody's just putting it on older guys. Did, hold on, that was
0: a direct quote from Nate Oates. Direct quote. Direct quote. And let me let me talk to y'all for a second. Do y'all hear what the hell we telling y'all? Do y'all hear what the hell we are telling y'all? That season three, season three, we went all the way back and we were telling you guys all that time that they ain't recruiting high school kids no more. No. They're not. It's just not happening. And now coaches are being very blunt in explaining to you guys, we're not recruiting high school kids. Our recruiting will be done inside the transfer portal. That's where we're going. Inside the transfer portal. That is where we're going. And that's where we're looking. Okay, B, remember you got, you came over to do this episode, right? And I said to you, and this was about maybe, what, 30 minutes ago, right? Okay. About 30 minutes ago or so. You know, give or take. I told you it was how many kids did I say was in the transfer portal? 512. It was 5'12, right? 30 minutes ago
1: when we jumped on prior to jumping on the mic. Right. 5'12. Since we've been on the mic. How many? 5'14. No, bro. Two more have jumped in. Two more jumped in already. Man,
0: listen. 17 seconds ago. But you gotta understand. Let me refresh. It might the, be more. When the portal first came out, man, we were in the twos. Twos. Oh, Brian. Sorry. I I, I apologize, Coach Chill It's uh 518. Man. It's going to be a 1,000 people in the it's portal. It's going to be a 1,000 guys in the portal. Before it's all said and done, in two years, it will be 1,000 guys in That's the portal. That's crazy. In two years, it will be 1,000 guys in the transfer portal.
1: You're going to have coaches out there. Instead of going to get a young kid and doing in four years, they're going to get a kid out of the portal
0: every year. Every single year. That's where all of my recruiting is going to come from. It's going to come from the portal. But my thing is, look, at, I'm going to just give you some of these schools the kids are transferring from. From. Utah. Utah. Pacific. South Dakota. Old Dominion. Stanford. Marshall. Wyoming. Austin P. Rice. Georgia Tech. Wichita State. Florida State. North Alabama. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Lipscomb. <laughs> Stop. And you're coming from where? Uh, a 2A school? Man. 3A school? 4A school? Four, where you played absolutely no competition? Hey, you're coming from a junior college.
1: Yeah. So, man, listen, it's tough out there, man. You guys better really get your mental together.
0: Very, very much so. Because, like I say, man, it is quotes out here, dude, that is, like, they're not...
1: Let me calm down before I go. We're not recruiting high school kids. We don't even feel they understand what it takes to compete on a daily basis. Not getting to the NCAA tournament. To come to practice, to get up and go to class, to do the things that you need to do every day. So, guys... You got to check yourself right now. Check yourself and make sure that when you're
0: tapping in and what you're saying you want to do, man, it's across the board. It's across the board, man, because recruiting is in college. These college coaches are able to recruit college kids. Oh, you know what? You know what we forgot to tell them? And and, and, and I'm sure
1: we told them. One reason when people ask, they're, they're asked the question, why is the transfer portal so relevant now? And it wasn't years ago mm-hmm. because typically years ago, prior to COVID, if a kid transferred from a school, he had to sit out the following year. Right. Before he became eligible. Right. With uh, post-COVID. Right. That kid is immediately eligible.
0: Right. Well, uh, I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, if the kid say he played in the SEC school mm-hmm. and he transferred to another SEC school mm-hmm. or within conference, mm-hmm. that kid had to sit Two years mm-hmm. now he's
0: immediately able to play mm-hmm. that's why the transfer portal is doing what it's doing right now because prior to now and the transfer portal came right a little bit before the pandemic right now the pandemic has made it the wild wild west exactly but it came right before the pandemic and it allowed guys to like you say do what coaches do if i'm gonna get out of here I'm. i can go coach the next year if i quit this job so if a player <laughs> if a player did, did, did he's able to go play the next year right without having to take penalty right right so like it's only fair but however it has totally changed the game and i'm gonna tell you how it changed the game to you think back to when mike sheshevsky was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do the one and done thing too right coach calipari is killing this one and done thing right it seems as if all of college basketball is going towards this one-and-done thing. You know what I'm going to do as Coach K? I'm going to go do the one-and-done thing. Okay. And you saw how the one-and-done thing changed the dynamic of college basketball. College basketball took a major dip. Right. Sure A did. major dip. Like, it fell all the way off to where people weren't even respecting college basketball. They stopped watching it. The players don't stay. We don't know the players. It's too much turnover. It's one-and-done guys. It's prima donna guys. It's this. It's that. It's all of that. And what did they do? Whenever something is, 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 is bent chill, when it's a, a bent object, and it's, but it, it needs to be straight for it to work right, it's always going to be something that's going to bend that curve back. Right. right. And guess what it was to bend the curve back from the one-and-done era? What happened? Transfer portal. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're coming out of this one-and-done era with the transfer portal. Because you said it in the beginning of the episode. College basketball is getting older the league is getting younger but but the transfer
1: portal i mean the one and done era took a lot of flack it took coaches hated it people yeah. talked about it
0: right but that's exactly what they're doing right now with the transfer portal that th- listen but the only thing is they're older right I'm not having to worry about this kid that's a high major kid that's coming out. and he's. I'm not worrying about Zion Williamson anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about him because yeah. what I can do is I might not be able to get Zion Williamsons. I might not be able to compete with Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky and those type of schools at the top guys, the top 100 guys. I probably can't compete with them. So what can I do to help these schools who can't compete with the one and done era? I'm going to go allow them to get college guys Mm. we're gonna start something called the
1: transfer portal because you still got guys doing one and done what's the so you got kennedy chandler right he's gonna be a one and done right but we got the kid that played four years at arizona state and played this year at uh remy martin remy martin at kansas so if i'm going to do a one and done guy as a coach what one and done are you gonna do
0: (laughs) y'all hear that man what he just told y'all you, you hear me? We're still doing one and done. We're still doing one and done. But my one and done is going to be a fifth-year senior. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get a fifth-year senior for my one and done. Ooh. I'm not worried about that top 100 guy. Ooh. You know what? You can have him. You can go to Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Go there. Yeah. I'm going to get this one and done yeah. from 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 Lipscomb yeah. that's played three years, that's went to the tournament twice, or or somebody from – um. let me see somebody. That's, didn't,
1: didn't Bama just grab
0: a kid? From Stanford or somewhere? Uh, maybe. was he on their radar? I probably. I think, I think you sent him to me the other day. I probably did. I probably did. I don't remember. I send you a lot of stuff, B. I, I do. But listen, do I want to go get a kid from Wofford mm. who's played three years at Wofford, a Division One school? Mm. Do I want to go get that? Mm. Uh, do I want to go get that or do I want to go get this kid from high school? Mm. That's gonna be tough, man. That's gonna be tough. And listen, I'm not tr- we not we don't have this podcast. That's right. They did. Yeah. They got the kid from Princeton. Yeah. Now he he um uh, the point guard from Princeton who led them in scoring. And uh he hadn't committed to Bama, but Bama's on his radar. Yeah. And you just read the quote from Nate Oates to said he's going where? To the portal. To the portal. So he's going to the portal to for, get guys. To get a guy who has played three years at Princeton. About to be a fourth year guy. Already gonna been graduated. Smart as heck, because he went to Princeton and he's already graduated in three years. So you know the kid is freaking brilliant off the court. So am I gonna go get that kid who has been through the battles of Division I basketball, regardless of level? And here's the thing, Chill. It's not about your level. They don't care if you come from, you could be a D2 guy, jump in a transfer portal and be looking for a D1 opportunity. And they will look at you before they will look at a high school kid because that kid, regardless of level, has been through the rigors of college basketball. His body has developed. He's been through a college weight program. He's been through a college travel schedule. He's been through a college having to go to class and go to study hall and, and practice and work out and do all those different type of things. That's the new one and done.
1: Y'all, I'm telling you, Nate O said, just the understanding of what it takes to win at this level. Again, they talk about trying to get old, stay old. We had a lot, a lot of young, unexperienced guys, Oats said. The buy-in was there, but most of the time, we definitely didn't have the experience mm. Notre Dame had with their guys that have played a lot of games. Just maturity, experience, those things go a long way.
0: That sounds like a damn cop-out.
1: That's exactly what I said.
0: That sounds like a cop-out. I'm going to tell you, bro, Nate Oates is going to be on the hot seat. Yeah, of course. Nate Oates should be on the hot seat. But listen, 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 listen.
1: Somebody really brought something to my attention. And listen, I think Nate's got hot at the right time. Oh, yeah. Took a Buffalo team, did what he needed to do. Hey, and and I think his system works. I just don't think the players that he had this year worked with the system that he was trying to run. Yeah. But – but what he did do, that group that he took to that, uh, what did they go last year, uh, elite eight,
0: elite eight. Yeah, I think they made it to the wasn't elite that Avery's eight. group? Oh uh, well, you know Herb Jones them were. Yeah, yeah that was the that was the Herb uh, and Petty, Petty and, yeah, yeah, all, all those boys, yeah, all those guys, yeah, all those uh, that was all those were uh, what's his name Avery's guys, Avery's guys. Yeah. So I mean, y- y-
1: you know, you got to make sure that you can get what you can get and make sure it fits the system that you're trying to run. And I just think. The way Alabama tries to shoot threes, right. they didn't have enough snipers. Yeah, they couldn't shoot the ball this year. Yeah, they couldn't shoot it. O- only only Shackelford was really a knockdown shooter. That's it. He- Ellis, Ellis was streaky. Very. Quinterly didn't want to do it, and nope. J.D. just
0: didn't. He wasn't shooting. Yeah, he wasn't shooting. He wasn't shooting. And then, like you say, coming off the bench, uh, the kid, what was his name? Number one, Lysian, uh, I can't remember. I want to say from somewhere around here. But he didn't even he, he didn't get enough playing time this year. So and like I can say, uh Gary can shoot. Uh even though he would, he but he was he couldn't hit sort of a barn at the end of the season. Uh, uh what's the other kid? It was Gary and the other big kid, number zero. Uh I can't remember his name, but he wasn't that good of a shooter either. Yeah. yeah. Uh so and and we all knew Beniaco wasn't you. Yeah.
1: and that personnel just didn't fit and, and then just when fit. you get into
0: this tournament right now, like, man. These guys hooping. They hooping, man, like they playing physical. They playing grown man basketball. And even though I don't agree with what Nato said, I understand what he's saying because Notre Dame played grown man basketball and – Alabama was playing like kids. Right now, it's a lot of fact, lot of things that factor into that because I believe Nate Oates lost the team right. because when we saw them play against Gonzaga earlier, we saw them play Houston early. Memphis. With, with Men- when we saw them play these teams, they didn't look the same. They right. looked a lot better. Right. Right. And so I believe a lot of that had to do with Nate Oates losing hand on this team but man we're gonna move right along yeah. man and i want to talk about this qu- topic real quick. we touched on it uh a couple of times throughout the episode already but i really want to dive into it. that 22 verse 18 year old that 22 verse 18 year old is is something that everybody should look into and look, I, I was saying this earlier i don't want to discourage any high school guys right i don't want y'all to think that you're no longer going to be recruited Because it's been some episodes early where I said it's going, like I've talked to college coaches, and they're going to go back to recruiting high school guys. However, with this tournament boiling down the way it did, I might have to recant that statement. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying no high school guys will ever be recruited. You will be. Some will. Because the top 100 is always going to get recruited. All the time. All the time. And then that next 50 to 75 kids – that may not be on the top 100 list, but are top 100 capable kids, they're gonna get recruited. Okay. So it's gonna be in, it's 150 something Division I basketball teams playing, yeah. I think it's something like that. Yeah. And I'm saying it's about 150 high school kids that'll probably go every year. Okay. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So that's basically one scholarship for every D1 school. High school scholarship. High school scholarship. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it kind of averages out to right now. Okay. So if we're talking about one. Where's everybody coming from? See, and that's the thing. People, listen, don't be scared to go play at any level right now. Nowhere. Because here's the next thing, B. And here's where I wanted to end the show at. Okay. Right where you just took me to. Go somewhere, develop, and then transfer. Get in the transfer portal. (laughs) That's the new way. Get in the transfer portal. That's the new way. Make yourself hot. Make yourself high. Listen, you might have to go somewhere in the beginning you don't want to go. Exactly. You might have to go on a level that you think you're higher than. Listen, it's some D1 guys that's going to have to go D2 and Juco. Yes. You're going to have to because what did I just tell you? It's just not enough spots. opportunity's not there. It's not going to be there. You're good enough to go there, but there's not the opportunity. So you probably got to go Juco, D2, and really put yourself out there and then do what? Jump in that transfer. Yeah, man. We actually had a coach. What? Tell them, boy. We actually had a coach yes. tell us. That's the new way. We understand. And I'm, damn it, I'm a t- This is about greedy. We had a coach call us and tell us this, right? Let him. It was a low major division one, low to mid major, um, low to mid major. I'm not gonna say they're low major, but they they don't win their conference. I tell you that they're struggling in their conference right now. But they're recruiting him, and. Someone from, to, let me just tell the story. This is what they said to us. Let him come there. Let him go there. It's a Division I school. He signs D1. He's playing D1. And then next year, if he's not happy with the situation, you just jump into the transfer portal. But here's the thing. He's in the transfer portal as a Division One guy.
1: Two years removed.
0: Two-year removed, Division one guy in the transfer portal is interesting to teams like Duke, North Carolina. Like, big-time Power 5 schools will be interested in those. Like, we're just telling you of a kid from Princeton that's now getting recruited by Alabama. And three years ago, Alabama would have never looked at him coming out of high
1: school. And, man, you got to throw in the age factor because when we look at Greedy Williams, he came out of high school 17 years old. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And the topic is
0: 18 to 22.
1: Right, 18 to 22. So now you got a kid that's going to come in, and he's got three years, and he'll be 20. So now he's 21, 22, 23, and that's what college basketball is. Guys are 23, 24 years old, playing their junior and senior seasons. Come on, man. That's come what, on, That's man. what it looks
0: like. And, and guys, like I say, guys are going to summer school is like – School is easy now. Oh, yeah. You're able to accelerate your, your, your education. Yeah. So guys are graduating, literally, purposely graduating in, in two years. and a half to yeah. three years. No doubt. So they can transfer with one or sometimes two years of eligibility. Yeah, of course. Is- so how intriguing does that make you if you come out and you're a a graduate, you've already got your degree, you're 23 years old, and you got two years of eligibility. yeah. Man, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. He's going to help me win some games. He's going to help me keep my job. Because he understands the day-to-day. He understands the day-to-day. Even if this kid's an f up, You know what I'm saying? Even if he's a head case, a basket case, whatever kind of case. Maybe he's a case of Bill. Whatever kind of case he is, maybe he's that. However, I'm taking him over him because he can help me
1: win now, because you gotta understand, if that kid was a basket case and he's presented with another an opportunity, that kid understands this can be over tomorrow. Hey, but here's the other thing, though, chill.
0: What does every coach say? Oh, I can fix him. Oh yeah, that's just like every man that gets in the relationship with a chick. Oh yeah, you know she just did the last dude dirty and you still gonna go after. Him yeah, because you like what I can fix. Females, you saw him do your homegirl dirty, but he wanna talk to you now and you, oh I can. F-. No, you can't. Yeah. It don't matter. Listen, these college coaches are going to look out there, whether they can or can't, they're going to look at this kid and be like, I can be the one to fix him. I can be the one that gets him right. Yeah. Because you know what he can help me do? Win
1: now. And that's what
0: it's all about. And that's what it's all about. We told y'all that we got coaches out here coaching for buyouts. Man. Right? You got some coaches that want their damn job. Because if they get fired, they're not going to get another one. Right. So if I'm one of those coaches who, if I get fired, I'm not getting another one, what am I going to go do? Am I going to go recruit high school kids and have six high school kids on my roster to where I'm on the hot seat and next year I might not have a job, or am I going to go get six transfers or JUCO guys that can come in and help me right now?
1: Man, you know what you just made me think of? How good was the Fab Five? Jeez. Because college basketball was old then. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was very old.
0: Very old. But how good was the Fab Five, boy? And that's the other thing, B. We we see that again? No. Uh, <laughs> no. But the thing about it is you look at college basketball, and like you just said, it was old back then. Yeah. College basketball is old again now. And what did I say earlier in this episode that, you know, people college basketball took that dip because it was one and done, one and, and, done. and people didn't know it. Yeah. The fan, fan base didn't know the players. Well, you still kind of don't know the players, but these guys are older. So you're able to go, oh, I remember him from whatever. I remember him from when he played three years at Eastern Illinois. I remember him when he played three years at Western Kentucky. I remember he played three years at San Diego State. So when I'm going to recruit him, and guess what else? We said this a thousand times in season three, B, and you love saying this. It's hard to get good tape. Ooh, it's especially in high school. It's hard for a high school kid to get good tape. Ooh, so when I can go watch a college kid, I don't. I can go watch his game that he
1: played on ESPN. And that's what boy, I was just about to say that the the biggest thing of getting good tape is low level. Come on, so when a coach is sitting there watching the game, the kid might be jumping off the screen, but what's what's going on around him is so low level. The coach doesn't even engage. He don't even engage. He don't even care. Yeah, it's too low level. It's too low level. He's understanding, man. This, there's no
0: way that this kid can come here and help me do this playing in this. Right. Right. So let me end this, B. Let me ask you this question. And I just want your opinion and I ain't gonna laugh at you like I did last episode. <laughs> I ain't gonna laugh at you because right. I know this is gonna be touchy for you. Right. It's, what did he, he say, y'all? That's uh, a touchy situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, yeah. whole voice change. He went real baritone on him. Very White. Right. But does it make more sense for a kid who is under-recruited to take whatever opportunity he has, and then parlay that into an opportunity that he wants. Of course, you definitely can't not
1: take an opportunity waiting on another opportunity. Waiting on yo for sure. It's, it's like I'm trying to get some more. End up with no. End up with no. It's like it's like it's like you you got big dreams, big things that you want to do, and you're waiting till you get money to do it. Ooh. It, it may never happen. It may not, that money may never come. You just got to get the moving. You got to get the. If you got the vision, if you got the, 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 the sauce and the vision of what you see, just go to work. Right. So it's like that with these basketball players. Guys, if you have your health, your strength, and you have an opportunity to go somewhere and play basketball, man, you better take it.
0: And here's the bad part about this, B. You know I love playing devil's advocate on my own points. What are coaches thinking? recruiting kids knowing that a kid's gonna come in looking to get out of there let me tell y'all something we're gonna give y'all some we, we since we're talking recruiting i'm gonna give y'all some more insight on the greedy's recruiting we told y'all about the division one it's like hey just come and if you want to leave we also had coaches telling us um on different levels hey just come here you ain't got to stay here but one year just come here and then go somewhere else. Recruiting's crazy right listen, now. Listen, they are literally recruiting you for the portal. Yes. We Listen, it's kind of like they're saying, hey, we understand your level may be higher than what we are. But listen, come help us get better. And if you still want to go next year, enter the portal and I will help you go somewhere. Now, everybody's doing the one and done. That's a one and done. I need you to come in one year to help me. If you want to stay for the next year, cool. If you don't, you can go out.
1: You got to understand let 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 let's um the kid Jaquan Walton. Jaquan Walton. Jaquan Walton left Georgia. Left Georgia. A high major division 1. Yep. Went to Shelton State. Yep. 1 year. 1 year. And leaving next year going to Mississippi State. One and done. It's a one and done everywhere. So listen, it's even more competitive high school guys. The high school kid that's coming out that wants the JUCO scholarship, they're saying he's going to turn down the JUCO scholarship. You just had a high major division one kid go Juco High major You can't turn anything down Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you have an opportunity to go play You better get on and go
0: play And you know how people always think Juco is easier to go to
1: Hell
0: <laughs> You know how they think Juco is easier to go Oh yeah. I could just get me a Juco No you can't boy no you, no you can't Because guess what you're competing with The damn transfer portal The transfer portal you're competing Because a lot of these guys that are D1 and D2 transfers Guess where they are gonna end up in? Yeah. They're going to end up at JUCOs. Right. So now you're competing. That JUCO scholarship is being competed with a D1 or a D2 transfer, and you're a high school kid. And guess what? That that JUCO coach, he ain't trying to lose. And you know what? Let's make sure that
1: everybody understands what this episode was really saying to you. Better get your mind right.
0: <laughs> you better get your mind. I think that's what I'm going to We're not trying episode.
1: to be discouraging. Not at all.
0: But you better get your mind right. A.B., we finna end up this episode. We gotta go, but I just want to say this before we go, because I'm naming the episode that you better get your mind. Right. Listen, five twenty two in the transfer portal.
1: Dog, it's it's ten people have gone into the transfer portal During since we sat down. Since
0: we sat down and getting ready to uh, finish this episode. And I'm gonna tell you something. I'm only in D one transfer portal. Yeah, this is just the D one yeah. transfer. So yeah. ten people have entered the D one transfer. These are D one guys. We sat down. And UCF, Northern Kentucky, Quinnipiac, Southern Missouri State, Utah. Listen, man, you y'all. You come from what high school? Listen, y'all. Come on, you man. Play what? What AAU program? Come on, man. Oh, you decided to sit out and not play and train? Oh Lord, have mercy! All right, man. We can going to get up out of here, man. We gone. We gone. Listen, y'all. Thank y'all so much thank for season you, three. Thank y'all so much for season three, man. I think this episode put a very pretty little bow on season three of the Eyeball Podcast. Yes, sir. I think it put a very pretty bow on the the the, the, the overall look of what we were going for in season three of the Eyeball Podcast, man. But appreciate y'all. And y'all know what that means. Remember, man, we will be off next week. Now, it will be an episode drop next Monday. Don't fret. And next Monday at noon, you will have something from the fellas that will give you what you need for your Monday fix for the Eyeball Podcast. But however, We will start the Eyeball Podcast Season 4 on Eyeball Radio YouTube page, coming up not next Monday, but the Monday after that. Get ready Forward. yes sir get ready for it man the eyeball podcast going live to youtube you're gonna see these faces you're gonna hear these you're gonna see these antics and you still be gonna be able to get our podcast wherever you stream your podcast just type in little i b-a-l-l podcast on any streaming site where you get your podcast and you can still listen to the audio version but guess what every every monday at 12 noon you will be able to go to youtube the eyeball radio youtube page and watch us live yes sir or not live but you'll be able to watch the, the yeah. doggone episode Let's so, go. man, listen, appreciate y'all hanging out, man. Y'all know how it is, man. Be tell these folks where to see you. Hey, man, you can find me on my business page at
1: Brian underscore Williams SR. That's my real estate page. You can find us on our Eyeball Properties page. That's our investment page. You can also find me on Chill Wheel three three four. Uh, on, on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter at Coach B three three four, and you can find me on Facebook at Brian Williams Senior.
0: And there it is, man. And y'all already know you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. That's Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk Tease. and you can also find me on Twitter at Coach underscore I ball so check us out man on all our social media man and you already know go to the eyeball radio youtube page hit the subscription button hit the notification bell because in two weeks the eyeball podcast will be on youtube man so get ready for that man but appreciate y'all hanging out for this last episode of season three getting ready to kick off season four until next time be holidays, these folks move with a purpose move with a purpose man And you already know they call me coach because i teach you Hotter Ball. Until next time, we out. Peace. Peace.